everyone. This is the Parks Academy, where we discuss and celebrate all things theme parks related. We focus mainly on Disney parks and resorts in both Anaheim and Orlando. My name is Paige. My name is Steven. And today we will be talking about our Disney pet peeves. I feel like this episode is going to be kind of like walking on eggshells because I don't want to come off as an abrasive, opinionated person, right? But what if you are an abrasive, opinionated person? <laughs> uh, the thing is, yeah, right. But I mean, there's a difference between doing that and, you know, in secret into a little into a little cup and like spouting it off into a microphone. Um, so I just, I want to, I do want to proceed with caution with this one because I want to, I want to be kind. And I think we will be. I think we will be. But at the same time, there are certain things about going to Disney that are frustrating and I, I'm not talking about prices, and you know, I mean, I'm not talking about like them increasing prices and crowd sizes. We're and not stuff ragging like that. on Disney. No, in this, this is more like guests who this do things like, that are kind of like, "What are you thinking? This, this is what are you thinking?" This Disney is edition. our this is our um, Disney etiquette episode. Yeah, I like that. Either it's Disney etiquette or what are you thinking, Disney edition. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna get the first one out of the way because I feel like this is a I feel like this one is a hot button and I don't want to be disrespectful of people's career choices. <laughs> but you're kind of being disrespectful of people's career choices. But oh my god, That's just our opinion. Vloggers <laughs> are very difficult to deal with in parks. Very fortunately, we did not really run into anyone who was was taking up space vlogging in the parks and getting in front of you to film merchandise and film rides. And and just kind of be a, a nuisance. Um, but we have had experiences in the past where we were stuck with vloggers in line. And it, it nearly put me in my grave. It did. The very first time I got to ride Rise of the Resistance, we were in line with someone who was vlogging the whole time. It was like three vloggers right in front of us. And w- were we on the ride vehicle with them? Yes. Yeah. I almost lost my mind on these people because... They were being really annoying, very loud, and, you know, just doing this whole, like, selfie vlogger thing. They're narrating. Narrating everything. And I'm like, the line is really great, and I want to experience, like, not not even when you get to the line line, you know, where, where, where like, you're transitioning from the room with Ray and then into the ship with Bar and all that. I'm talking just, like, the, the little, the line that you go in through. And... I just wanted to enjoy it and soak it up and look at like Poe Dameron's outfits and the flight suits and the charts. And it's really difficult for me to enjoy something when people are being very loud about them and themse- about themselves enjoying it too. Not even for the sake of like the group they're with, but for the sake of, boy, I hope this gets a lot of views on YouTube. Right. Here's my two cents about the whole thing. So, you know. We live in a day and age where there's vloggers, there's Disney influencers. That's just the reality of the situation. We have opinions about that and we're not trying to rag on anyone. What we care about is when those influencers or vloggers are making the experience for other guests less so because they're taking up so much space Mm -hmm. and not considering that there's other people around them trying to experience it. For example. Like sucking the air out of the room. For example, when you're trying to get a photo in front of the castle 
and there's a girl who is clearly a Disney influencer, and she's taking 15 minutes of her own time blocking up the really good photo spot in front of the castle because she's trying to get the perfect photo. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's a job you have to do, but there's there's thousands and thousands of people there with their kids or just mm-hmm. other adults right. trying to you know get their photos so they can have it for their memories and move forward. And it's it's more consider that there are a lot of other people around you trying to have a wonderful experience. Yeah. And so to to take up that much space or time um, or to take away or detract from the experience of others by by narrating things mm-hmm. all through a ride when you're just trying to take in all of the pieces of the ride for the first time. It just seems like, huh, that's just interesting. Can I, that can I say something that. really... That that could be considered. Um, this could be considered in, insensitive. What I'm about to say. Well, this is our podcast, so mm. you can say what you want, but just. I'm sorry for coughing. It's like dry air, wet winter season here, so my throat's kind of giving me the business. When I do, so okay, so I do con. My my job is to do digital marketing for businesses. That's what I do for a living. However, I feel like you should not be taking up space from stealing space from other people if it's not your if there's if you're not going to get fired for not doing it. Like if it's not your like real like I have to report back to my boss job, I feel like you need to be very cognizant of my place is to wait for the guests to do their thing because I have season passes and I do this all the time. And then when there's a clear opening, I will take my shot. I will do my thing. And I'm a photographer. I do a lot of photography for things. When I'm hired for a job, I know that my job is to be like, I'm getting in front of you. This is my thing. I got to take the photo. I got to get the shot. I don't care if there's other people who are doing it out of hobby or there to get their own pictures. Like if I'm hired for a job, I will make sure that I am get what I need to get. But if I'm like an enthusiast and I'm just taking photos because it's fun, I don't want to intrude in front of other people because that's going to derail their experience that they've paid for, that they're there for. So that's kind of my thought on that. Um, the other thing is, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? I don't really, I, I don't, I got all like fired up. Oh, I live, yeah, okay, here it is. I live by a philosophy that I'm trying to teach my daughter. My daughter started walking and already at less than a year old, I'm trying to teach her my philosophy of keep moving and get out of the way. Okay. So basically what that means is if you're in a crowded area, if there's people coming up behind you that are either waiting to see the next thing or they're walking a little bit faster, keep moving. Like don't stop in front of people and pause and just move out of the way. And so I feel like that can kind of, that can kind of go for all of that, you know, and obviously everyone needs to get their picture, their video. It's important. You know, you want to make your own memories, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my whole thought about that. You are very opinionated about that. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't see any problem with creating content and creators. I just want to, I just think it's really important not to saturate what you're trying to accomplish at the expense of other people who are trying to experience something fun. So the Disney etiquette number one lesson is get your content, 
not at the expense of other people's experience. Yeah. That's sort of how I feel at aquariums and zoos. Yes. Whenever I get up to the very front and I'm looking at the good fish, the very first thing I think of is the timer's running. Mm-hmm. And I need to get out of the way quickly because there's other people behind me that want to see. Right. So I'm very aware of like once I get up there, I have I have a finite amount of time to see what I want to see and do what I want to do. And then I better move because yep. there's other people that want to turn. Right. And I'm probably a little bit, I'm probably, I'm, I'm a very passive person. So I'm probably very, um, a little bit to a fault um, thinking about other people's experiences <laughs> over my own. But that's, that's not a brag. It's just sort of the way that my mind works. Right. Yep. I think that's great. Right. Oof. Number two. Not a breath on that one. Number two. This one is a super random weird thing that I don't ever remember experiencing on past Disney trips, but came up several times on this one. This is a weird one. And that is squirrels mm-hmm. and people feeding squirrels. What a weird thing that we even have to come on here and say, mm-hmm. hey, people, don't feed the squirrels, and here's why. Example A, we're sitting in Magic Kingdom, and there are people feeding the squirrels and the birds, Mm-hmm. And so then the squirrels and birds think that they can come to our table and jump up on our table to also enjoy our french fries. Mm-hmm. Example two, we are at Disney Springs and we are trying to enjoy our hamburgers and french fries. And a squirrel decided that I guess it gets fed by other people. It jumped into our stroller yeah, and tried to climb up the stroller, which our child was in, to try to get to our hamburger and We just started to kind of figure out COVID. Let's not get the bubonic plague while we're at it. I mean, I don't want squirrels in my strollers. People. I saw three people feeding squirrels from their hand with their actual lunch during our Disney trip. Mm -hmm. And then when the squirrels came to just help themselves to our lunch, I thought of those people that I saw Mm -hmm. and said, why in the world... Would you feed the squirrels? Now they think that humans share with them. They're really aggressive, these squirrels. I heard a um, a podcaster that I listened to who's not Disney affiliated, but he was talking about his trip to Long Island with his family over the summer and how aggressive seagulls have gotten and how yes. they were like sticking their heads in their potato chip bags. Yes. And rude. just like circling them waiting. I don't know what happened, but it does feel like the whole don't feed the animals things has gotten a little bit. It's kind of gotten forgotten a little bit. Yeah, we forgot about it. Which is kind of a shame because I don't want squirrel. I don't want to go home and find there's a squirrel that was stowed away in my suitcase. Ew. Gross. You know. I almost burnt our whole stroller to the ground after the squirrel tried to climb up the stroller. Yeah, it's kind of nasty, isn't it? And if it was just the squirrels, you know, just going on an adventure, that's one thing. But it wanted to share our lunch with us because Mm -hmm. we saw actual adult humans, not children. We didn't see kids feeding the squirrels Mm -hmm. because most parents would say, hey, don't feed the squirrels. These were adults that were like, oh, look at the cute squirrel. And And reaching their hand down. Squirrels are adorable. They're very 100% adorable. But they're dirty. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want, and I, th- I felt like one of the squirrels was going to jump on me when we were eating lunch at Disney Springs. I know. It was like, it was, I, it was kind of looking me up and down like, huh. I know. And I'm like, are you, are we doing this? Are you going to jump on my lap and have a bite of my, of my, of my French fry? And it wasn't afraid of us when we were trying to shoot no, it away. It just kept coming back for more. And I'm like, I'm going to fight you, squirrel. We did not get in a fight with a squirrel, but Disney etiquette number two, please don't feed the critters. Like, right, you wouldn't a... feed the critters in Animal Kingdom, so please don't feed just the, right. the natural critters. You wouldn't steal a car. Why would you pirate a video? There you go. Um, 
this one is that the third thing I think needs to come with a, a, a little bit of a disclaimer as well. Disclaimer here. The disclaimer is as such. The, everyone's cases are very different and everyone's needs are very different. So we are not throwing out a big blanket statement about what we're going to talk about. Because I just want to make sure that we're, we, people know like we're not, we're not making big complaints about everybody. This is kind of more of like obvious, um, like uh, this is sort of like exception cases, I would say. So with that. Um, strollers for big kids. Mm-hmm. Not like, not like babies who are just in the 99th percentile. We're talking like your 10-year-old in the stroller with their knees bent all the way who are watching like their iPad. Man, man spreading on the subway sort of, you know? Right. Like yeah. they are, they're sitting in the stroller with an iPad with their knees bent because they just don't feel like walking anymore, but they're actually 10 years old and, and they're they they able they to walk by walk, themselves. Right. Right. Yeah, strollers were a really weird thing in the parks. And I think that because we had our own stroller, again, it's like buying a Volkswagen. You see Volkswagens everywhere. Because I was pushing my own stroller, I became very aware of all the strollers around me. And I wasn't just, you know, ducking and dodging strollers just by myself getting to the next thing. I started really realizing how many unnecessary stroller use cases there were. Um, and it, it seemed strange. Like we even saw some folks who had double strollers and one kid was very obviously pretty young and did not have the capacity to walk or needed an app. Not, not to walk, but like to, to, to spend 12, 13 hours a day walking. Right. Like it was a little kid and they were like, I'm probably going to need to snooze. And then they had their clearly elementary school age sibling next to them who was like two and a half times their size sitting in the double stroller. And I'm thinking... That's crazy because you have very little space on these walkways. Mm -hmm. If you go to Disneyland, even less space right. in the walkways because it's a smaller park. Uh, they didn't have all the uh, the kinks worked out yet. That's what Florida was for. And it really is difficult when you have to kind of like weave in and out of, of strollers and things. And, um, you know, I mean, because you're already dealing with regular strollers. You're already dealing with folks who need assistance with like little, you know, their little scooters and things like all understandable. Um, or wheelchairs or whatever the case. But then when you have like bigger strollers or like kids that could be walking, but they're not, they're just sitting in strollers. It's, it's just a little strange. It's most strange to me because this is our personal opinion that we've talked about when we were talking about Disney with a stroller and all the things. Our little one is only one years old. She requires a stroller. Nine months when we were there. Right. Mind you. She, if we were to go this year, we would bring a stroller. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no doubt about it. Little kids cannot walk around that whole day. And you certainly don't want to carry your kid around mm -hmm. all day because that's going to give you a sore back right. and you're going to be sweaty and it's going to be gross. Even kids in kindergarten might, it might be a lot of walking for mm -hmm. them or they might need to take a nap because it might exhaust them. Totally. Some first graders, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking fourth grade, fifth grade, mm -hmm. that's when we were like, huh, there Whoa. were a lot yeah. of big kids. Yeah. Like big, big kids in these strollers, like Steven said, in the double strollers with their little sibling. Some people, we actually saw people who had like a kindergarten or first grader with a stroller and their kid was not in the stroller. But and their older just, kid was in it, right? Right. They just had their older, like, Maybe fourth or fifth grader yeah. using the stroller. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what in the world? Yeah. 
It just doesn't make sense to me because taking your stroller is a lot of work. Yes, it's really helpful for storage, which Mm. we really appreciated that we had somewhere to throw our bags underneath to not have to carry. um, If we bought stuff, we just shoved it under the stroller. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we shoved it in the stroller with our daughter where she Mm -hmm. would hold the stuffy and we would just strap them both in. But the thing is, strollers do take up a lot of space. and And when people stop in the middle of the way... That's kind of inconvenient. And then when they stop with a double stroller and they're just in the middle of the way with a double Mm -hmm. stroller, then everyone's having to divert around them. There's a lot of people in Disney. So just like be mindful of Mm -hmm. what is the purpose of your stroller? Is it to have your kid have a nice space to rest and rest Mm -hmm. their feet and take a nap? Yeah. Or is your kid really big and you're just giving them a chance to lay down and watch the iPad because it's hot and you... Mm -hmm don't feel like fighting with them and so now they're just taking up a bunch yeah. of space um i it's it's thanksgiving week so i had to go to the grocery store this morning it was packed and uh, i was laughing internally because i saw a family again packed grocery store right thanksgiving week i saw a family and the mom dad and two kids and uh they had two carts because they're i'm gonna say middle school their middle schooler was sitting in the cart with her iPad and her knees were up and they went well above the height of the cart. Uh, she took up the whole thing. Like she took up the entire cart, like was squished in there, like a, almost like a, a grown adult, a small grown adult in a, uh, in a cart. It's just, it's just strange. I don't want to, I don't want to like disparage anyone's choices. It's just, it's just interesting to me. And, and I think what it all, the most interesting part of it to me anyway is consideration and just like you know i i tend to personally make myself like two feet smaller when i'm in a space because i don't want to be in the way um like mentally i just sort of shrink myself back in and i just want to be careful like you know, to be very aware of who's around me and what's going on and so i feel like if you're just like taking up space just to take up space um it, it can um it can just be sort of a challenging experience for other people around you and I think that segues beautifully into our next one. And our point number four is oblivious groups of large people. This was a this was a tough one, for sure. I always remember this being a big deal. And I remember even when we go to places like New York City or, mm-hmm. you know, any major city, you're going to deal with this. Sometimes it's culturally people just are not in as much of a hurry as Mm -hmm. the American, like everybody go, 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 get where you're going, get out of the way. So I totally understand that. And I'm not saying everybody's just inconsiderate. What I am saying is when you have like your whole family reunion Mm -hmm. or your group of 10 people and you're walking down Main Street Mm -hmm. and you decide that you need to figure out where you're going next. And if you just stop and take Mm -hmm. up the whole sidewalk. And now traffic is completely blocked because you all just stopped there. Yeah, you literally just like didn't divert at all. You just stopped. You stopped right where you were. Right. And everyone has to suddenly like go around you. Like there's a like there's a giant trash can in the middle of the highway. Right. And so it's just like I did not mean to call people trash cans. That was just (laughs) that was just an example. What in my in my experience, I just tried to like keep my head on a swivel and if Mm -hmm. I'm gonna stop I usually will like look over my shoulder and see if I can pull over to the side just Mm -hmm. like as if I was driving if you were driving down the highway you wouldn't just slam on your brakes in the middle of the highway if you have to stop and look at directions you would take an exit and pull over and or have your passenger 
look at the mm-hmm. instructions to see where you're going next yeah. while you're walking. It's strange. I mean, I there were moments where I'm so sorry for what I'm going to say. This reveals some things about myself. But there were moments when I was like walking and people just stopped and I just continued straight on through it. I'd be like, excuse me. And I would just kind of go through their entire group because I was like, I'm not just going to stop and wait and go around and stop. I'm just going to be like, hey, people got to keep moving. So I, I didn't like push anyone over, you know, no, not doing but, that. But, but I would just continue on my path and right. be like, uh, excuse me, pardon me, coming through boop, 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 and just walk through. Um, there was another large group of people at Nomad Cafe. Oh, yeah. Nomad Lounge. When we had a, we had very finite time because we got there was a there was a um a wait we got our text we came over and we had the festival of the Lion King in like thirty minutes so we had to basically get in order eat have our drinks and then get out and there was a group of fifteen a dozen it or was so probably people like fifteen people because it was two parties mm-hmm. that had made separate reservations that were and actually so wanting to eat together they were all standing in the front area. And they were like hanging out waiting. And one of the people, like they were, one of the people, like one or two of the adults were talking to one of the hostesses about their table and trying to figure out their situation. And everybody else was just standing in the very front, like talking to each other. Kids were playing and pushing each other. They were just kind of doing their thing. And I'm just kind of standing there, like shifting my body weight around, kind of looking up and over, trying to figure out what to do. And eventually, I think it was almost 10 minutes later. One of the adults says, oh, hang on. There's people waiting. Why don't you guys move out of the way? And I'm like, how did it take you 10 minutes to realize that there were people behind you waiting to do something? When like all you had to do is say, okay, they're going to figure it out. Guys, let's go over here. Step out of the way. Make sure that we're, you know, accommodating for other folks and and, uh, keeping things going. Because again, like just like the pure accommodation for other people is so, so critical. And... You know, I mean, obviously, when I go to Di- when I go to Disney, when I'm somewhere busy, I want to make sure that I get mine. Like, I, 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 if I make reservations, I'm gonna get there. If I have a photo I want to take, I want to get it right. right. Um, I'm not gonna like sit no after you. If I have a lightning lane, I'm gonna get there and get in. Right. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm not taking up so much space and being so oblivious that I'm just stressing other people out. Like, you know, I don't, I. <laughs> My biggest flaw is I want everyone to like me so bad. And so I'm like always thinking, like, how do I make sure people aren't mad at me? And that includes like letting people go in front of me or, you know, whatever. I just it's it's difficult for me to wrap my head around not having the wherewithal to to see other people and to be like, we're stopping everyone. Get out of the way. Let's make sure everyone can get to where they're going. This is actually a therapy for Stephen. He's just disclosing. Yeah, this is my therapy of, session. He's just yeah. disclosing all of his personal challenges that he's working on. Um, one of the other things I think with this too is when people just stop abruptly. There were times where we would bump into them with the stroller because they would just mm-hmm. stop right in front of us or yeah. cut somebody off because mm-hmm. they weren't looking. You know, when you're walking straight down Main Street and then people are going from mm-hmm. one side to the other and they're not yeah. paying any attention mm-hmm. and they just randomly walk in mm-hmm. front of you. And I bumped into a guy and he yelled a not very nice thing at me, but. I was walking Mm -hmm. straight forward and, you know, trying to get where I'm going. And he cut right in front of me and I bumped into him and I didn't mean to. Same thing happened to me in Animal Kingdom where I was, I was walking kind of, I I, I was walking quickly because I was trying to get somewhere and some dude stopped and he pivoted and right in front of me and I ran into him and he like, you know, watch where you're going. And I'm like, what do you mean watch where I'm going, bud? And it happens. Like there's a lot of people. So people are going to bump into each other. We're not saying you can't bump into each other because you're going to accidentally bump into each other. Head on a swivel. Keep moving and get out of the way, which is simply to say like, there it is. 
you know, just because you can't have one without the other. You got to keep moving and you got to move out of the way. The next one, number five, people who take advantage of their outside voices. I'm saying this this way because (laughs) when kids are little, you know, you tell them, use your inside voice. And then there's your outside voice where when kids are on the playground or they're at recess or, you know, you're playing in your backyard, they're allowed to yell or scream or play. What we did not think of when we teach our little kids that is when you're in a place where there are a lot of other people around, maybe some contexts, outside voices should not be just a free for all. Yeah, there's a lot of loud folk in Disney World this time around, especially like on the buses, mm-hmm. um, just like in lines, waiting for things in the Emporium. Like people were screaming. Well, and there were adults yelling. Mm hmm. To people right near them or there were times where our daughter was napping in a stroller Mm -hmm. nap and, you know, we don't expect other people to be quiet. She can nap in loud places. So we just walked her around and no Mm -hmm. big deal. But there were times where people would come and stand next to us and start screaming at their kid. Yeah. I'm like, do you not see the sleeping baby in the stroller? Oh, my gosh. We're talking about two different types of inside voice, outside voices. We're talking about people just like yelling to either get their point across or to call people over and then there were people who genuinely did scream at their children and i was like which is a whole different etiquette don't don't scream at your that's a different episode what are you doing (laughs) don't scream at people it's not nice but yes people Uh, you know we're not telling you there needs to be a volume limit at disney just be mindful of your surroundings like if you're if you're in starlight cafe or whatever is that it starlight cafe rays cosmic rays Yeah, yeah 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 And it's loud in there. And you you got to shout across your table because it's loud. Like, there's just no way around it. You got to have a louder voice in Rainforest Cafe. Like, all, this, there's some places where it's just required. Um, if you're watching a fireworks show, you got to speak up and kind of yell to your, to your partner, to your friend or whoever to make sure they can hear you. But there's just... Common sense? I don't know. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to. Like, I think the whole episode is really about common yeah. sense, but we're just trying to say it in a more. I just want to. I just want to nice be nice. Way. Like there, there it is again. I just there it is. Wanna be nice on my own show. That's okay. Well, let's move on to the next one. I'm not going to be so kind about this one. People who blame things or get mad at cast members. Hachi machi, dude. This is a big one, guys. I cast saw this a lot. Are people too? Yeah, I saw this one a lot when we were there. And you know what? The thing with this one is the cast members are just trying to do their jobs. They don't make the rules. They're not Mr. Disney himself. Mm -hmm. They're not the CEO of the company. Well, they don't make all the decisions. They don't make all of your food. Like the people that you're getting mad at that are front facing are just trying to do their jobs and help you. And they are so wonderful. Well, and might I add, underpaid in a lot of cases too. Like, the pay scale for Disney employees is not that great. So you're just, it's almost like yelling at a, at a waitress or, or right. someone in a restaurant. It's they're like, just hey, trying they're, to do their best. They're just trying to do their job and they're not, you know, whatever. But yeah, that, that one's a big deal to me. I, I do try my best to be as cordial to cast members as possible. Like one thing that I, the, the, the phrase that I use more often than not to somebody in customer service or, um, you know, when something goes wrong and I'm not the most thrilled about it, the first thing I say to someone is, it's not your fault. Like, because it's typically not their fault. It's like, it's like processes and something within the process has gone wrong, right? Or, you know, if like, your food comes out wrong, it's not always the waiter's fault. Sometimes it's just like a miscommunication all the way down. 
So it's like there's no there's no sense in getting testy or mad at somebody. And the cast members are there to like go out of their way to make sure you're having the best experience possible. And to be sharp and short with them is just it's um it's really not a good look. We saw this a few times, unfortunately, too, when lines um, had to be emptied because the ride went down Mm -hmm. and people were getting mad at the cast members that they had Mm -hmm. waited in line all this time and then the ride went down. Mm -hmm. The cast members do not have any control over the ride mechanisms or if the ride is having an issue. That's for your safety. Mm -hmm. And I think people aren't thinking those things when they've been waiting in line for an hour and a half. They get you know, people would get rightfully frustrated if they waited sure. an hour and a half and then they get to the front and the line, all of a sudden, you can't get on the ride. Yeah. But that's to take it out on the cast members is just not cool, guys. Yeah. It's just not cool. It's just, I feel like if you were to have, like the universal you, if you were to have a broader sense of, you know, the way that the world works and the way that the planet operates, it's like, it's not fair. A lot of the times and like it bucks pretty hard so it's like if something goes wrong it's not a personal offense against you it's just sometimes how it works out and there's no sense in getting angry about it sometimes you just got to be like okay well you know no biggie so no biggie there it is Um, you want to talk about the next one because i know you had this experience i did have this experience this was kind of a new one for me And this is uh, people that play music or videos or FaceTime in lines. So, like, the biggest, the big, like, silver thread through this entire episode is just, like, awareness. Um, I was in line for Splash Mountain. It was one of the few rides that I stayed in a long line for. And these two um, grown men, mind you, behind me were playing music on their phone really loud. Um and like playing youtube videos and doing all kinds of like really loud stuff and i i was i was really stunned that you know you're in like this confined space with other people and there's just like folks playing music on their phones like it's their own personal little spotify spot um bonkers to me and then once you get into like the the bowels of the ride of 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 splash mountain um you know, you're in the cave and it gets a little bit more echoey. And so that just like exasperates itself and, and becomes like kind of kind of crazy. So anyway, that that's one that that's a little frustrating. But, you know, what do you what <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, the last one and we'll just wrap it up here is people who push their way to the front for shows or parades at the last minute. And what I mean by this mm-hmm. is people get there. They get their good, good spot. They wait for a while. They plop down so that they have their their perfect view. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the show or the, the nighttime lights, spectacular. The lights go out and people, start, it just like starts like, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a shrink wrap thing where it's just like everyone starts like pushing in and everything gets tighter and tighter and closer. Well, and not and even everyone's just like that. moving their way in. It's crazy. But not even just that. I'm talking about the people that were not waiting that whole time and they think all of a sudden they can just go right up to the front. In front of all the people who have waited patiently, mm-hmm. that's more what I'm talking about. And again, all of this comes down to just like awareness of yeah. others. Mm-hmm. Yes, please go enjoy your Disney trip. And like you are at the center of that story, you and your children. It is about you guys mm-hmm. in that moment. 
but just don't forget that there's other people around yeah. you. Like everybody's mm-hmm. trying to have that same magical moment. Yeah. Make sure when you're having your magical moment that it's not taking away from somebody else's. I appreciate you said they're like the center of their own story because I also live by the philosophy of like everyone's the hero of their own story. No one thinks they're the villain or they're in the wrong most of the time. So, you know, I, I just feel like it is fairly critical to, again, just be very, very aware of other people that are there, the folks that are, you know, around you and trying to also have a great time and, and have their experience be catered and special and um, unique and all those things. So that's that's going to wrap it up. I do hope that that wasn't too off-putting or that we didn't seem like we were being too abrasive um, about our opinions. But these are just things that we noticed and, and you know, with, with how much with how much stress comes with the Disney trip anyway, from the price to the crowds to everything, um, we just felt like we wanted to relay our feelings in a, in a way that makes Disney consistently better for everyone. And no matter, you know, whether prices are going up or things go wrong or, you know, you're not getting the free stuff that you used to get, whether it's the Magical Express or Magic Bands or whatever, like, the magic and joy of going to Disney, but kind of anywhere, is really, it's on us. Like, it's on our shoulders and we have to make sure that we're accommodating, you know, to other people and and being cordial um, because no one's just going to do that for us. We have to, you know... Be, be the change we want to see in the world um so that's going to wrap it up for us guys thank you so much for listening we, we do really appreciate it um you can find us on instagram at the parks academy uh we're on tiktok twitter facebook all that you can also follow along with our blog and our information on the parksacademy.com or parksacademypod.com i believe um and then as always if you could go on to uh apple podcast and hit us with a five star a rating and a positive review we would really appreciate that we're having such a great time with this show and we would love to be able to reach as many uh disney fans as possible so we'll see you next week and uh, again we really appreciate everything and we'll catch you next time